Hello everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, we are here again. <laughs> um, I'm very tired. I've been doing a lot of packing. I don't quite know what's going on, so we're all gonna have to bear with me. That's fair. I spent all week reading a lot of comics, and, you know, yeah, after that, I don't quite know what's going on either. I'm I'm very excited to get to the end of this episode and really unpack that. Oh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> we're all just we're all just gonna have to uh try. Um anyways, before we get to the end of the episode, we're doing the episode. And the episode <laughs> that we're doing uh is on Colleen Wing, which you probably could have guessed. Since we did Misty last week, if you're familiar with them, and also I think we said it while we were doing it. I am also pretty sure that we said that we were doing Colleen this week. Okay, good. Um, but we are. Uh, Colleen Wing, uh, best friend of Misty Knight, uh, maybe more if <laughs> more fanfiction writers weren't cowards, um, and uh, also a frequent, uh, you know, uh, partner in crime fighting of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, much like, much like Misty is. Um, so, uh, Colleen is, uh, the daughter of, uh, Lee Wing, who is a, uh, professor of, uh, Asian history. Um, at, um, I think Columbia University, so, like, they put a real college in there. Um, and her mother is named, uh, Azumi, uh, Ozawa, um, and, uh, is Japanese. Um, she died, uh, when Colleen was pretty young, I think. Um... I don't, uh, I don't know if it was in a necessarily traumatic way, though losing a parent is always traumatic, obviously, but I don't, uh, I don't know that it was, like- Especially oh, comic booky. Yeah, um, but, uh, she was raised in Japan by, uh, her grandfather, uh, Kenji Ozawa, who, uh, explained to her that, um- her mother's side of the family was descended, uh, from samurai, um, which I'm gonna say in 1974, probably a lot of comic book writers were not super aware of how samurai worked. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that, like, probably a lot of them knew that samurai were very cool and had swords, and not really how, like, the whole system functioned. Uh, They're like, alright, you were descended from cool people who fought things. That's all we're working off of. That's, that's what we got. Um, but, uh, so, her grandfather, uh, trained her in various, uh, martial arts. And especially sword fighting. Um, Good. 
which is what she's most known for. Swords is, good. Uh, swords are really good. Um, she goes around with, uh, she ends up uh, returning to New York um, to, uh, to see her father. And before she goes, uh, her grandfather uh, gives her a, uh, a sword um which is like a uh like a thousand year old uh katana um it's not like magic or anything but it is like a pretty dope sword all right um although can yeah. can i say pretty good on comics to have this storyline actually be um culturally significant to their protagonist Instead of, yeah. say, uh, Danny Rand. <laughs> Instead of our friend Danny Rand. Look, um, as soon as you said, like, you started with her dad being, uh, a professor of, like, Asian history, and I'm like, ah, oh, geez. And then you're like, and her mom, who is Japanese, I'm like, oh, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> this is turning out much better than I expected. Yes. Um, we get, there's definitely still some weirdness, which we can get into, but her dad- I mean, it's comics, of course. It's, it's comics, yeah. Her dad might also be East Asian? Um, I could not tell from what I was able to find, uh, if her dad was also of East Asian descent, or if he was a white guy- the name Lee Wing sounds like it could go either way. Oh, it could go either way. It sounds enough like kind of a white writer's idea of like an ambiguously East Asian name. Um, and also, I did not find many uh, panels of him, and uh, none of them were like gave me any real definitive information. Um, I'm going to assume that he is white because of the way that people treat, uh, just how people, like, draw Colleen. I'm, the way people draw Colleen is definitely a thing. I'm assuming we... he is white, so everybody is assuming that Colleen is white, which isn't great, because she's no, not. it's, she's, she's not, but, like, that's the thing, like... We're going to talk about this at some point. Obviously, there are many people of, like, mixed descent and also of East Asian descent that, like, could be white passing. Um, like, people who look like Colleen obviously exist. Yeah. And are still, you know, Asian. It's, but the problem is when it's in comics and that's the only representation they have. Yeah, there are not a lot of Asian characters in I mean like there's more slowly, but not a lot. Um and if you were uh an out like somebody who had no idea like, you know, not familiar with Colleen at all, um and you saw like a panel of her, you would probably assume she was white. Um, and then she would have a cool katana, and you would be like, oh, this is another white character doing, like, 
you know, Asian martial arts stuff, because Iron Fist is right there, and that's what he's doing. It is kind of wild to have those two characters paired together. Do you think Colleen ever looks at Danny like, you know this is messed up, right? This is, this is whack. I do, <laughs> I, she's in, she's in the Iron Fist TV show, um, played by, uh, Jessica, Jessica Henwick? Do I have that right? Um, but, uh, she, like, it feels more whack, like, there when people were, like, already so mad before it came out that they were like, could have made Danny Asian, and you didn't. And now instead you just have this, like, very cool, oh no. They're um, mad too. This, they're, they're also mad, and they should be. They're like, instead you have this very cool Asian woman who, like, knows way more than him and is, like, you know, has, like, way more, like, skills and knows what she's doing, uh, and Danny has to, like, be the chosen one with a special Iron Fist power. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched Iron Fist, and I shouldn't talk about it like that. That was the impression I got from what other people were saying, and also from just kind of witnessing some of it from a distance. Um, but, like, it's whack. Um, it's whack, and, uh, everyone draws Colleen extremely white-passing, and, like, I don't know how much of that is, like, artists who don't know how to, like, accurately represent, like, East Asian characters, um, and how much of it is, like, I don't know, they were trying to, like, make her more marketable when they started out, Which, and now gross. she just looks like that now. Yeah, I mean, it's gross, but, like, it's comics, yeah. so... They're all gross. I would not put it... Yeah, it's 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 gonna be gross. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you see, uh, if you see the picture of Colleen on, you know, the, like, the photo, like, the cover for this episode, and you're like, I mean, you know, that does not read to me like a woman whose mother was, uh, descended from samurai, then, uh, you're not alone. And it does feel weird in a medium where there is still a significant lack of Asian characters. Um, and also, like, her having, like, a name that's, like, ambiguous enough, um, that you're like, could be a white person's name. <laughs> could be. Could be. Um, anyways, so all that is to say, Colleen is at least half Japanese. Um, she was, uh, her grandfather raised her, taught her cool martial arts and, uh, swords, um, gave her this great sword, was um, ultimately, uh, obviously, because it's comics and he's a mentor figure, was, uh, killed by a, uh, a crime lord in Hong Kong, um, who becomes, like, kind of, uh, an ongoing villain of hers, and I don't remember his name, um, 
but he um he he shows up uh a few times um but he does kill her grandfather it's very sad um at which point she uh returns to new york um to be with her father um and her father's like oh colleen um i have this uh this friend of mine who's a monk who has told me that uh this guy danny rand uh is like coming here from this uh mystical uh city and he uh is gonna need some help figuring things out um do you want to go uh find him and uh bring him here and we can talk to him about what's going on um colleen's like sure dad um and she uh goes and uh picks up uh like picks up danny from like the airport or whatever (laughs) um and takes him to see her dad um so early on um, she's doing a lot of kind of, uh, you know, backing up Danny, um, sort of, like, helping him train, um, and she also meets, uh, Misty, um, very early on. I don't know if it's, like, in her first appearance, but, uh, Misty, uh, uh, when, uh, Soon after she gets to New York, or, like, maybe right when she gets there, um, she ends up, uh, like, kind of caught in the, the crossfire of a gunfight, um, and Misty swoops in and, uh, helps her out, and then they decide to be best friends. A good decision. Um, yeah, a great choice. Um, which is before, uh... Before Misty loses her arm. Um, so when she does lose her arm, Colleen is there to be like, look, I know this is very upsetting, and, uh, now you've got this, like, new bionic arm from Tony Stark to get used to, and, uh, you know, you can't be, you're not allowed to be, like, out in the field anymore, but it's gonna be okay, because you're super cool and powerful and you're my best friend. And, uh, why don't we form our own, uh, detective agency? Um, which, uh, which is what they do. And it's called Nightwing Restorations, which is a fun pun on their names. And not because they are such big fans of Dick Grayson. Who is in a completely different universe. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she, they become, uh... They do, they become Nightwing Restorations, uh, collectively. They also, uh, at one point get, uh, referred to as the Daughters of the Dragon, and, uh, this is supposed to be an insult, but it's extremely cool. Um. I still think that it's just a supervillain's way of, like, making his defeat sound cooler. Like, yeah, they beat me, but they were the Daughters of the Dragon. Like, come on. Like, obviously. Um, there's something I, like, I saw something, and, uh, oh, there we go. 
as a um as a private investigator, apparently she was referred to as the woman who never laughed. Um which like is a very weird tidbit to throw out there, but it was on like her official like Marvel.com like biography. So Okay. Apparently they felt it was an important enough like distinction to like include in there that at some point somebody referred to her as the woman who never laughed and it's like are you sure it's not just because she was like investigating murders like she was investigating crimes and she was like like doing her job and like it probably wasn't very fun it's not funny Uh, investigating crimes if you're laughing, like, no. you should either go to therapy or, like, do something else. Yeah, it's really not, it's really not a great sign. Um, and she definitely does laugh. Um, <laughs> she can be kind of serious, but, uh, she has laughed historically. Um, but, uh, so, um, she teams up with uh Iron Fist a lot uh and with Misty um at one point i think pretty early on um she is uh brainwashed obviously um by uh Master Khan and uh Angar the Screamer all right yeah, uh, fine. Do you think he screams? I'm gonna guess, yeah. Um, and they, uh, brainwash her into trying to kill Danny. Um, well, that's no fun. No, it's no good at all. Um, and Danny, in order to get through with her, kind of, like, mind links with her. Um, and as a result of that, um, afterwards, she has access to some of the same, uh, chi powers that, uh, Danny does. Um. So she multi-classes into monk? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm so exhausted every time I talk about Iron Fist. <laughs> it's, like, not even, like, Danny as a character outside of, like, the problematic context is like fine. Like he's like a cool guy and he's fun and I like his friendship with Luke and he's very charming. It's just like I wish his thing was like anything else. Um but um she gains some of like uh Danny's quote unquote chi powers. Um so she uh is able to, like, focus that ability to, uh, make herself stronger or heal faster or, uh, to, like, kind of, uh, like, slow her, like, some of her, like, bodily functions down so she can, like, survive in, like, harsh conditions. Um, She also gets a bonus unarmed attack every turn, and at higher levels she can attack more in one turn. It's, like, that's that's so important, you know? It's, like, how that stuff stacks that, like, really... Yeah, you just really gotta do the punching. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but that's, um, that's the extent of, like, the abilities she has. So she has sort of superpowers, um, but it's nothing, like, really, like, mind-blowingly, you know, like, spectacular. Um, so most of what, uh, her and Misty do, uh, involves, uh, you know, just their extremely good, uh, fighting skills. Um, and also detective abilities, because, like, it gets glossed over a lot, but, like, Colleen is also part of the private, like, detective agency. Like, she is also solving the crimes. It's not just, like, Misty solves all the crimes and then Colleen goes and hits the criminals with their sword. You, like, um... Yeah. Also, apparently, uh, at one point, they kind of, uh, at some point, they dissolve, uh, their, like, uh, Nightwing restorations, and then later, uh, reform it as, like, kind of like a, uh, like a, a bail bond organization, and at first I was like, Oh, right on. And it was like, yeah, they, uh, lend bail money to apprehended criminals until their cases, you know, work their way through the system. And I was like, nice! And then it was like, when one of the criminals missed their court date, they would hunt them down and bring them to justice. And I was like, oh. Oh. They became Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so, you know, uh, comics really... Comics really do not operate on a concept of restorative justice. They don't. They don't at all. Okay, I this is going to be a small tangent, but in no, like fine. one of the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth tie-in issues, mm-hmm. Superman was helping. Like this is nothing to do with restorative justice, but I was like, would he? Superman helped an oil rig find. An offshore oil deposit, just offhand at like he he would not he I'm would like, not. I'm sorry, that, what? That's like that's not even like <laughs> I want all of like my heroes to be leftists. It's like literally Superman's nemesis is like capitalism, man. Like <laughs> I just he would not. I was looking at it like. Why? Why would he do that? Okay, but back back to Colleen and how uh she's police adjacent, I guess. She is police adjacent. I mean, Misty was a cop. Yeah, Misty was a cop. They are private investigators. That's pretty police adjacent. The thing about... This is, like, this is definitely, like, a whole essay for another time. The thing about comics is that part of the fantasy of comics is, like, a world where, uh, good and evil are, like, very clear, and, you know, the thing you have to be most afraid of is, uh, you know, a mean clown in a suit, and then there's a guy who's really nice who comes and punches the clown, and then you don't have to be afraid anymore. Um, Except when it's like the X-Men are being persecuted because they're different. Yes. 
and it's yes, clearly exactly. an no, allegory and it's like okay all right you do have I, like there is racism in comics there is racism i don't know where the fantasy is supposed to be the racist systems are still there they're still there is the thing nobody really was thinking it through (laughs) when they came up with all this to sell to like 10 year old boys and now it's a very serious topic of discussion and a massive cultural touchstone. And we all have to be like, hmm, well, some of this was not thought through very clearly. It's, oh, comics are so much. Olivia, why do we uh, do this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We should, let's pivot. Let's make this podcast about, I don't know. <laughs> What else is there? I don't know. I mean, I do feel like you can enjoy media and still be critical of it and that they're not mutually exclusive things to do. So, like, I guess we can still talk about comics, but boy, howdy. There's so much. There's so much to unpack. Um, anyways, speaking of so much to unpack, at one point there is, uh, a very, ooh, really bad storyline where Misty and Colleen get uh, kidnapped by the crime lord who killed Colleen's grandfather, and he gets them addicted to heroin, uh, and the, uh, just a whole lot of very bad stuff. I saw what? there's a different summary that was like, Colleen's addicted to heroin for a little bit, and then she's not. And I was like, okay. And then a different article I was reading went into way more detail about it that I did not want to read at all. Uh, I just, what's the end game there? Of getting two superheroes addicted to heroin? Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay, because I'm just sitting here like, what was his plan? Like, his plan, his plan was bad. His plan was bad. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, I don't think I want to know. Yeah. It's, it, it just, it just sucks. Just trust me, it sucks. Um, but, uh, I just want to throw out there that, uh, for a very brief period of time, she was addicted to heroin, and, uh, then she meditates about it, and then, uh, she helps Misty fight the crime lord who kidnapped them, and then afterwards she's like, I'm not addicted to heroin anymore. And Misty's like, great job. I guess that's Um, how it works. It's not. It's not. Don't um, let anybody ever tell you that that's how drugs work. Another another point about this that is legitimately funny is that Misty's fine because apparently he had been injecting the heroin into her bionic arm. Hey! Holy shit! I feel like you'd notice! Holy shit! <laughs> it's like, I oh. think if you went to put a needle in somebody and their arm was made of steel, you would notice! It's alright, I've got this, I've got little, I've got this kid on an IV drip of heroin. 
This will definitely work. Oh no, this is a steel arm. How did I not notice? The heroine is just coming out the other side. <laughs> oh, now she is beating the shit out of me. Oh no. I deserve this. I was very stupid. How could this plan have ever gone wrong? <laughs> Gods. God. Just, just, just terrible. Just the worst. Um, she's, uh, also, uh, like, uh, Misty, she, uh, is there when, uh, Luke Cage, um, is supposed to try and, uh, kill Misty. He's, like, blackmailed into it, basically, and then, uh, they end up getting him out of it, and he teams up with, uh, Danny and their best friends, um... But, uh, Colleen was, uh, Colleen was, was, like, knew about what happened to Misty and, like, went to tell, uh, Danny about it. And then they, uh, fought Luke until Luke was like, ow, okay, stop. Can we talk about this? <laughs> I'm in kind of a jam here. Like, you don't understand. I don't want to do this. Um, she also, uh... She, I think she dates Luke very briefly, um, which is, like, Misty and Colleen dating Danny and Luke, respectively, would probably be a little much. Um. It's very, like, you know those rumors, like, in high school where it's like, oh, this person is dating this person in the same friend group. But they used to be dating the other person, and it's yes. just so messy and convoluted, and you're sitting there hearing these rumors like, this can't be true. <laughs> There's no way. Um, absolutely not. Um, she also, um, she dates Cyclops very briefly, um, while, uh, Jean is, uh, Presumed dead after the, uh, Phoenix stuff. Presumed dead the first time after the first Phoenix stuff. Um, hey, go listen to our Jean Grey episode. <laughs> um, she had, like, uh, teamed up with the X-Men on, like, uh, at least one occasion and was, like, sort of flirting with Cyclops. Um, I don't know how they, like, got to know each other well enough. To, like, start dating. But that also didn't last very Olivia, long. At one point... Sometimes yes. people don't get to know each other before they start dating. It hmm. may come as a shock, but sometimes that happens. Hmm. Hmm. I know, it sounds fake and like a really bad idea to me, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. Hey, y'all doing okay? Um, at one point there's, like, a panel of, like... Uh, Spider-Man doing his thing, like, do-do-do-do-do, patrol in New York, let's see what's down there. Oh, it's Cyclops and Colleen Wing. That's weird. I didn't know they were dating. Anyways. <laughs> it's like, yeah, me too. Me too, Pete. Um, she also, um, she dates a, uh, another, uh, martial artist guy who's, like, from one of, like, uh, 
Marvel's kind of like, like, kung fu comics that I, like, weren't, like, part of the Marvel universe, but then got incorporated into it, I think. Um, there was, it was, there was a black and white comics magazine called The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Um, and, uh, one of the recurring, uh, groups in it was, uh, the Sons of the Tiger, um, who were three men and one woman linked by mystical amulets. Um, and one of them is named Bob Diamond. All right. And he's an actor, I guess. And Colleen dates him for a while. So that's some stuff that happened, uh, when, you know, there were a lot of martial arts movies in the 70s and, uh, Marvel wanted to make a bunch of, uh, martial arts characters and comics, and, uh, nobody was that concerned with cultural sensitivity. At all. Unfortunately. Unfortunate. Um, she, uh, at one point, Danny is, uh, replaced by a fake Danny, who's like a, uh, like a Kunlun, like, plant automaton. I think we mentioned this with Misty. Um, he's replaced by a fake Danny, and then the fake Danny dies, and then everybody thinks that Danny's dead. And then the Super Scroll shows up, and also pretends to be Danny. And Colleen and Misty see the fake Danny, the new fake Danny on TV. Um, and they're like, wait a second. Danny's dead. And then they fight the second fake Danny. And then they find out that the real Danny is alive because he, like, used his chi to heal himself or whatever. Which is, like, it's such an unnecessary extra step. That's so much. (laughs) In the revealing somebody was a fake and actually they're alive process. I don't know why. I mean, probably there's some in-canon reason why a Super Scroll was pretending to be Danny at this specific moment. Reading it like this just makes it sound like the most convoluted garbage. Why was he on TV? <laughs> why was he on TV? I don't- why, if he was trying- like, did he not know that Danny was dead? Or was he, like, trying to be, like, surreptitious? Why was he pretending to be Danny if Danny was dead? That- it's just so- <laughs> Comics! Ugh. Comics. Oh, bejesus. Um, so, uh, she and, uh, she and Misty, uh, both, uh, side with, uh, are pro-registration during Civil War, um, and Luke and Danny are both anti-registration, and this causes some tension. Um. Hey, do you think it's because Misty and Colleen are cop-adjacent? <laughs> Just fucking cops! Um, God damn it, God damn it, Misty and Colleen. Um, at, um, some point after this, during the, like, uh, World War Hulk stuff, um, they go 
to the Savage Land to, uh, find, uh, Moon Boy of Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur fame, um, cause S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to take Moon Boy into custody. For what? For, I don't know! <laughs> I, He's in the Savage Land, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. Here's, okay, it turns out, um, I d- went through, uh, Quite a few different links on Colleen. A lot of them did not have an extensive amount of information. So I don't know if people just don't want to talk about Colleen or if, like, <laughs> they forget she's there or what. But, um, so they're supposed to bring Moon Boy to S.H.I.E.L.D. And as they're, like, bringing him back, um, Colleen gets very attached to him. Um,. And then, uh, Colleen and someone else are, like, kidnapped by these aliens called the Brood, um, and, uh, Misty, uh, turns Moon Boy over so they'll help rescuing Colleen, and then Colleen's really upset about it, um, and then they, uh, kind of have a big fight and Colleen leaves the group and they're, like, mad at each other for a little while. But it's okay. They work it out because they're best friends. Proud of them. Um, proud of them. Communication. Um, yes. Um, also during, uh, Shadowland, which is the, uh, bonkers storyline where, uh, (laughs) Daredevil gets, uh, possessed by a demon and builds a giant temple slash prison in the middle of Hell's Kitchen and, like, Luke and Danny and Missy and Colleen all show up to be like, Hey, buddy. <laughs> you good? You good? Um, you good, Matt? Um, no. <laughs> Look at what I made. <laughs> this is my cool temple prison. They're like, mm, okay. All right. Um, so, uh, after, after or possibly during this, um, uh, Matt tells Colleen that, um, her, uh, mother was actually, uh, a member of the Hand, which is, like, the, like, evil ninja organization that's kind of one, one of, yeah, I know, kind of one of Daredevil's primary enemies, but within the Hand, she led her own faction called The Nail, which was, uh, a small elite team of extremely cool, uh, swords women. I- Um- I'm sorry, like, like a fingernail? I- I was thinking, I had assumed, like, like a hammer and nail- But it's part of the hand. I thought maybe it was, like, a crucifixion imagery sort of thing. Maybe. I, like- I don't want it to be a fingernail because that <laughs> sucks so much. That's such a bad name. <laughs> it sounds cool, but really, it's a fingernail. I'm sorry, it's cool swords women, but yeah, it's very cool swords women. Still, that part is great. Still evil. Um, still. Uh, I mean, they're doing crimes. 
Um, so not necessarily evil, just crime. Not, yeah, it's it's unclear how, like, you know, evil, evil they were. Um, but, uh, Matt, uh, suggests to Colleen, uh, that, uh, she lead a new faction of the Nail that, uh, still, like, exist within the Hand. Um, and, uh, they're very cool, uh, very cool Lady Swordswomen. One of them is named Cherry Blossom, and one of them is named Black Lotus. Um, okay. Which is, like... All right. I mean, like, I... Like, I'm assuming those are, like, you know, like, code names or whatever, but it's, like, just gi- just give a... Just... <sighs> Please. I... Um... I... I can just feel the White Riders. <laughs> like, I'm... Yeah, you really... 95% sure that the people who wrote this was, were white. Hey, it it really comics. It really feels like it. This is this is our weekly plea. Hire, like in this specific instance, hire more Asian writers. Especially if you're writing a Japanese organization, hire Japanese writers, please, for the yeah, love of all the gods. They are out there, all of them, every single one. Please, just hire them. <sighs> um, anyways, so this, like, this iteration of the nail was sort of more of, like, a, uh, vigilante justice kind of thing, where they were mostly just, like, uh, killing men who mistreated women. That is rad. Is is very brave and sexy of them, I think. Um, uh, Colleen ends up, uh leaving, uh, cause she doesn't, like, super agree with their methods, um, but it is on okay terms, and, uh, from what I understand, and she, uh, <laughs> I do like gets... the idea of them just like, uh, you know what, you do you, but I'm not gonna, I don't really want to kill people, but, like, keep doing what you're doing, I'm just not gonna do it. Okay, bye, have fun, be yeah. safe. Yeah, we love you. Say hi to Misty. Um, but, uh, yeah, and since then, uh, as far as I know, uh, she's been, you know, popping up in, uh, Heroes for Hire related stuff, uh, with her cool sword being rad. Um, I, boy, I, I like... Colleen a lot, very cool. I wish that comics were not the so way they are. The stuff, I wish that comics were not the way they were. I wish that uh I wish that either she was drawn differently or uh there were enough Asian characters in comics that uh having one of your, you know, significant Asian characters just be extremely white passing at all times to the point where it really looks like they did not put in any effort um was not a thing because you could just have a bunch of characters of color and you could be like yeah some people are very white passing um and it's not because our artists 
don't only know how to draw white women. Um, I have an idea for Netflix. Yes. All right. Netflix, listen up. Hey, Netflix, I know you love your uh, Heroes for Hire and everything series. Um, Perhaps Misty and Colleen get their own. Listen, uh, hey, y'all, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where we're at with the Netflix, uh, Marvel stuff, given, uh, Disney, but, uh, hey, Daughters of the Dragon show. Either Daughters of the Dragon or Nightwing. If I, okay, we can't call it that, because if I open Netflix and I see a thing called Nightwing, even if I know what it is, I'm going to be like, oh my god! It would have a like, K. It would be Marvel's Nightwing. I, Marvel's Nightwing, in parentheses, not Dick Grayson, Olivia. <laughs> Everybody else, all other Olivias are like, what? Yeah. Um, anyways, it's, 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 it's weird. There's some complicated stuff. Obviously, we're both white talking about this, so like. Yeah. I can't speak to it as well as, you know, a Japanese person could. Uh, but it's weird. It's comics. Um, Colleen's, Colleen's still good, and she should kiss Misty. Please. Um, so you read oh, God. some comics. I sure did. Oh, boy. Uh... First off, I would like to have some words with the people at DCUniverse.com. <laughs> um, they have got to organize their uh, lineups better when it comes to tie-in issues on large events. Because... Oh my god. Look, Olivia, I was straight up like reading tie-in issues like in order. They have, you can click mm -hmm. the first thing, and then when you get to the end of that comic, it brings you to the next thing in the event. I was reading things yes. where it's like, like, it has the asterisk in the panel, and then you look at the thing, and it's like, as seen in crisis number seven. And I'm like, it, I have, it hasn't even let me read crisis number six. Like... <laughs> Oh my god. What is happening? Oh, but boy howdy, I sure did read uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. But also, I did Google like a lineup for... I was like, okay, let's see how far off they are based off of like what people on the internet are saying the recommended reading order was. And the mm -hmm. recommended reading order had, like, 67 comics on it, and the DC Universe one had 48. So I'm like, alright, first oh. off. Um, so I don't know how much of that was, like, stuff that DC Universe was like, that's not important. We don't need you to read that for this. But I think they missed some, because there was, like, an epi there was, like, a issue of Omega Men in there where I was like, I don't know why I'm reading this. This, this has nothing. This doesn't seem relevant. This has nothing to do with anything. And then there was another. The Omega Men are just doing their own like, thing. I don't know 
why it was there. I have no idea why it was there. And I was like, I don't know anything about the Omega Men. I don't know what this is. I don't know why they had me read it. But um, um, I think you could probably get away with just reading the core 12 issues of the Maxi series. Honestly, like, if maybe they reference something, like, as continued in da-da-da, number da-da-da, sure, go ahead, read that. But I, there's so much. There's short, the funniest part of this to me is that you started reading, like, 80s Guy Gardner content, and you were like, well, everybody's referencing Crisis a lot. I guess I should read all of Crisis. I haven't read all of Crisis. I've read almost none of Crisis. Yeah, don't. I've just read some important scenes. Don't. It's fine. You don't need to. <laughs> like, honestly, I but don't now... think it ha- would have helped me understand anything that happened <laughs> at all, ever. <laughs> it's just made it more confusing. It just made it more confusing. I did enjoy... Every time that Blue Beetle was there, because Ted always just says the wildest shit. Like, I I love, I do love to see him. I love to see him, except I was so confused. At one point, like, uh, super, like, they kind of stop the the anti-monitor from destroying the Earths, and then... Brainiac and Luther take all the supervillains and they're like, okay, we're gonna take over Earth 4, Earth X, and Earth S because all the heroes right now are on Earths 1 and 2 because they're all working on fighting the Anti-Monitor. So there's like hardly any heroes over here. So we're just gonna take those over real quick. And then uh, give them an ultimatum so that we can get all five Earths. But to do this, they basically had like nine panels on a page that's like just very obliquely showing villains taking over by like people are scared and there's like silhouettes of villains on like a thing (laughs) and like a superhero like passed out and being dragged but you can't see who's dragging them and then one of them was like a silhouette and then you see the beetle like the ship sinking Mm -hmm. and i'm like excuse me what and then you don't see ted for oh my god time and then he just shows up in the background and he's fine and it's never explained. Like, <laughs> they never explain what happened, how he got out, or like, did they just like take down the ship and then Ted's like, oh, that's it for me. Ted's just standing slightly <laughs> off panel like, ah, oh, Beans, my ship! Aw, oh, guess I can't do anything about these supervillains. <laughs> it's just so like and then he just shows up in the background and he doesn't even really do anything and do you want to know something else wild i started reading it thinking that guy gardner was gonna be a much bigger part because of the whole like (laughs) guy gardner is given like he's brought out of a coma and given a ring yes and 
Famously. Yes, and told to, like, collect some villains and go into the antimatter universe and destroy, like, this moon there. And the rest of the Green Lanterns have to, like, go and stop him. And, like, that's only, like, like, it's kind of a little bit, like, a page or a couple panels or so, like, throughout the event. And then when it actually, like, happens, it's, like, three issues. Like, one of them's a big one. But then I started mm. reading the issue after that Green Lantern issue, because it's not included in the tie-ins for the event. So after I finished, I started reading it, and then I ran out of time. But, like, at the end oh of that gosh. issue, I swear to gods, Olivia, like, they're the villains and the Green Lanterns are fighting in the antimatter universe. And then it's uh -huh. like, because this isn't a crisis. Like, this is an issue that came out after crisis number 12. So, like, the event is over. <laughs> and <laughs> they're off doing this thing. And then it's like, and then they all feel a shift. And they know that the crisis has ended. <laughs> <laughs> and the anti-monitor has been defeated. It's like, what? I'm sorry, what? And then, like, it's fine, guys. guy was out in space, and he, like, almost killed Hal Jordan. And he would have, too, if the rest of the Green Lanterns didn't show up uh, quicker. Uh, like, straight-up murder. Like, hey, we're in space, and I'm gonna <laughs> take this ring, this temporary ring that you got. Um... Get wrecked. I hope you die. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Pretty much. And, like, he straight up says, like, I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people do murder to I cope. want Hal Jordan to be dead. And then, like, at the end of the issue, like, the Green Lanterns have won, and the like, the villains are defeated, and Guy is defeated, and the moon didn't blow up because that would have been very bad for everything. And I started reading the next issue, and they make mm -hmm. no mention of Guy. <laughs> they get back, they're, like, suddenly back on Oa, and it's like, alright, a bunch of Green Lanterns have died, uh, but, like, you guys are still here, and we still have stuff to do, here's all your missions, everybody. And I'm just sitting here like, I haven't been able to, I haven't finished it because I ran out of time. But I was like, does, do we just not, does Guy just like not, do they not care? Is there nothing happening? But I know from <laughs> reading stuff later that like, he goes to Oa and I'm like, I don't, what, <laughs> why did it, they, br did they bring him back? Did they just leave him in the antimatter universe? Is, is he? Where is he? Why is this happening? What is going on with the boy? Ugh. But, yeah, I put a bunch of out-of-context panels uh, in the Discord. So, y'all know. If you've been in the Discord, you know. You know. You've seen it. Yeah. It's good. It's good content. Okay, I just flipped to the end of this thing, and Guy is there on the last two pages. 
Blessed. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know what's happening because it's very small on my phone. But he's there. <laughs> Zoom, enhance. Well, I would lose my page. Oh, but Holy I just shit. don't. There's so much, like, it had so much build up. And then at the end, like, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, all this build up, all this build up, all this build up, all this stuff, all this stuff. And then, huh, let me just, I mean, hmm, who died? This person died. This person died. <laughs> Wally is no longer dying every time he goes fast because he got hit <laughs> while fighting the anti-monitor. And it changed his body chemistry, I guess. Uh, yeah, Wally becomes normal. the Flash because Barry died. Uh, <laughs> one of the Wonder Woman... She didn't die, but she got sent super far back in time to the point where she became clay again. Um, oh. Yeah, no, it's, huh. and it's like, this is just like stuff that's basically being listed in like the last issue. <laughs> like, oh my god. And I'm like, all right, okay. Y'all just had no idea how to end this, did you? Like, this isn't. This is kind of wild, isn't it? That you had all this stuff going on, and now you're just like, well, here's some stuff, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> Earth 2. I guess it's over now. Earth 2's Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor got to go to Olympus and live there forever. Because they only need one Wonder Woman, except that Wonder Woman did get sent back in time, I guess. <laughs> Where is she? It doesn't say. It doesn't say where she is now. Ugh. Oh my god. And then for whatever reason, the last tie-in issue that they had was, like, a completely unrelated thing about, like, hey, did you know that uh, Supergirl at one point had amnesia in space and got married? Anyway. I'm like, why is this your last tie-in issue? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye. I didn't need this, actually. <laughs> like, sure, it's fine, I guess. But, like, I didn't need it. <laughs> well, you got it. I so. did, indeed. Ugh. And this is a long episode now. Just because I was talking about, uh... I always want to say Infinite Crisis, but that's a whole different thing. Oh, unfortunately. It, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths is so wild, and there's so many characters, and so many of them I do not care about. Although, I did, <gasps> Olivia, I did discover that I might care about Infinity Inc. Is that the one that's, like, children of superheroes? Yes. I mean, it's a hell of a pitch. It's very on brand. But I was reading it and I'm like, oh, I, yes. I care about this? I, I care about mm. this? But it's like, mm, mm, yes. I'm, I'm care. Children of Golden Age superheroes. Yes, please. That's also where uh, Jade is. You know, daughter yes. of Green Lantern Jade. Yes. Our, our, good, our good friend. Our good friend Jade. Ugh. Oh. Boyo. Uh, 
I also read Adventure Zone Petals to the Metal. It's great. It it was a beautiful respite from Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> the opposite energy. Incredibly. It was, oh, it's so good. I love this ridiculous D&D comic book. Oh. I love, I love them. Did you read anything, Olivia? Uh, um, I, uh, picked up the issues I was behind on, uh, of Strange Adventures. Um, I am liking it. It's very cool. I like the Mr. Terrific stuff a lot. Um, more than the Adam Strange stuff, for sure. Um, but it's, it's, it's neat. And I think, like, the kind of, uh gimmick of like having like one artist do like the present stuff and one artist do the past stuff is uh is very that is neat um it is neat i'm i'm enjoying it um that was all that i caught up on this past week but if you want to uh catch up with us if you want to see a bunch of panels from crisis on infinite earth you should join our discord um and if you want to see other stuff, uh, you should uh, follow us online. We uh, have a Twitter that we retweet like a bunch of stuff to. Uh, and we also have a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Tumblr um, where we post new episodes. Um, so you can see them when they come out. All of those are just at capes and japes on your platform of choice. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Join our Discord. It's great. Um, we uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, watch stuff, pick what we talk about. Um, we also, uh, if you can't do that, another way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on uh, your podcast listening uh, platform. Um, or to tell a friend if you think they'd be interested in the show. And also, just coming back and being with us, just like you have done today. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman.